Imagine waking up one day to find out the radical right is in the government. Imagine being marked in the society this happens in. Imagine being starkly marked with an accent you can't avoid and the wrong native language. And imagine having been accosted for speaking your native language in public before, even though you've put a ton of time and effort into speaking the local language, so much that you're fluent. Imagine living in one of the most right-wing states of all of them. No, I'm not talking about the 2016 election and living in Oklahoma. I'm talking about me here in Germany after their election when the AFD, the essentially fascist party, won the plurality of votes here in Saxony. I never really knew what it was like to be marked like this, even if I'm in a much better spot than POC refugees. It's not fun. And in fact, it's terribly frightening. I didn't leave my apartment after the election because I was afraid. I wanted to go protest, but I didn't feel safe doing so. What if they found out who I was, that I was an immigrant? Could I have gotten in trouble for that? I don't know. But the fear was real, and it remains real. And I pass. I look European. I can respond to people on the street in German or English without a problem. And so many people here that are you know, refugees or, or other kinds of migrants can't even come close to that. But even this tiny, minuscule taste of what it's like to be the other is hell. And it's really steeled my resolve. It fucking sucks. And this is why I fight for an open society, for the rights of everyone, for people who have it worst in our society. Because it sucks some mean dick to not be on top, and nobody should have to put up with it. We can do better, and we must do better for everybody in our society. So no one has to live with this shit. Yeah. I, uh... I, I've, I've been doing a lot of contemplation over the last couple of weeks and, and kind of thinking about this because it, 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 it being someone who, yeah, it, my principal concern is always just trying to lift others up and help others because of just, it, it just is so terrifying to see that kind of fear and that kind of oppression so openly. And it's just... It ruins lives and it's very scary. And it, I mean, it just, you know, it takes people that are valuable, that are adding to society and people who aren't, honestly, it takes, it, it takes everybody and makes stuff shittier for them. Cause it, you know, it's not healthy for the people on top. It's not healthy for the people not on top. And I didn't know what it was like. I, I always, you know, commiserated. I always stood for that, but you get a fucking tiny taste of it and you know, it's bad. You know, it's unacceptable. Many months has come and gone since I wandered from my home In those Oklahoma hills where I was born Many a page of life has turned, many a lesson I have learned Well, I feel like in those hills I still belong Way down yonder in the Indian nation Ride my pony on the reservation In those Oklahoma hills where I was born now we're down yonder in the Indian nation The cowboy's life is my occupation In those Oklahoma hills where I was born I'm Adam Burnett And I'm Carl Roberts And this is Red Star Over Oklahoma We are a small political and news podcast Broadcasting about left Oklahoma and left politics in Oklahoma well, We already know how Carl is for the week So I want to get on to some, some cool stuff we want to tell you um, October and November are going to be Super bigly months for us. Uh, we're going to be bringing you guys some special editions of the show, uh, including next week. We're going to do an in-depth examination of the impact of social media on the national election. Um, we're bringing in some extra people for that. 
we're talking to a lot of people and we're trying to really do a lot of research on this one. I'm super excited. This is a, a topic that I think is super interesting and that is going to be really fun to dive into and really try and uh, glean some answers from some of the information that we've gotten at this point. Uh, we've got some new exciting interviews coming up. We've got two on the books and we're hoping to get more. So we're excited to bring you those. Um, we hope you guys are stick with us and uh, tell your friends to check out all the cool content that we're going to be bringing you guys for this month. Um, and with that, we're going to move on to national news for the week. Uh, so, Mr. Roberts, Puerto Rico got hit by Hurricane Maria a couple weeks ago, and they are still reeling from this. And that's going to be our first topic for the day. Well, they actually, I mean, they really, it was like a Yemeni wedding or something. It was a, a double tap, <laughs> actually. Um because what I think it was Hurricane Irma skimmed him, and then Maria came in and said, "Well, we didn't kill enough innocent people, so let's uh, clean up that problem." Well, it was really more of a triple tap because the U.S. has refused to give that island any money or resources for the last forty years. Yeah, so... it's been. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it is a straight up colony, <laughs> like yeah, it, it, we. I think a lot of people on the left and us, we talk about the American empire and we mean this kind of nebulous, like neo-colonial shit where like, you know, we don't necessarily, like we're in Colombia and doing bad shit in Colombia, but they have their own government. Well, and I mean, shit. There, there, there's a, there's an imperialism. I always think of when you look at like, uh, where our military bases are, when you're like, all right, there's like 280 odd countries in the world and us has military bases in like 260 of them. Yeah, and so there's, like, that kind of, like, imperialism where it's, like, uh, kind of iffy. It's, like, oh, these places aren't colonies, but, like, the U.S. has, you know, meaningful imperial relations to them. And then there's Puerto Rico, which is one of the few places where it's, like, straight up, like, very honest. Like, this is a colony. U.S. Virgin we, Islands, too. Guam, American Samoa. Mm-hmm. But, um, um, yeah, so, I mean, they have been massively hit. And, I mean, it, it not only, um, so... Because basically the resources of the island, it's it's an oil rich island and the oil economy is down. Like it's just the market is turned down. And when the market turns down, rather than being able to lean on the support of your country in capitalist societies, when the market turns down and you're a colony, you starve to death. And that's basically been what's going on in Puerto Rico prior to this hurricane. The infrastructure is crumbling. They are really struggling to employ citizens. They're dealing with a lot of high crime because of that. And then um, you have a massive natural disaster. Like you said, two major natural disasters. And, I mean, the biggest thing is that, you know, there was a pretty nice federal response. There were... FEMA, you know, Donald Trump doesn't roll out FEMA, but FEMA was on the island prior to it. They were ready to go, and then they were on the way immediately following. The personnel has been the biggest hiccup in all of this logistically. Uh, they don't have enough people to drive trucks to move goods around the island, which, like, it's just a logistical problem. But, like, in my opinion, it's a lot easier to deal with that when you have a dedicated, like, like, they're using the military, which, in my opinion, is the largest socialist institution in the U.S. government, but they're using the military to put people there. But if you, you know, under socialism, you could do that exact same thing with just truck drivers, rather than having to put soldiers in truck driver uniforms. You could just use truck drivers. But um, that has been their biggest hiccup, 
currently, but then old Donerto Trumpert had to, uh, had to get Duterte me. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up fucking up this damn island. <laughs> uh, he, you know, his fifis are so delicate. If they are brushed by, you know, too much of anything, they're just going to dissolve. And so uh, Saturday morning, he went off on Twitter, as he does. And uh, it was... he popped up on, on the mayor of, of the capital city, San Juan, who's like fucking in waiters and flooded San Juan on a bullhorn being like, where you at, motherfuckers? We're trying to save your life. And Donnie D is fucking golfing while he's screaming at this literally golfing woman <laughs> literally golfing this weekend it, like that like that like th- that that should uh tell you a lot um but like he yeah he's out golfing this weekend and it is it it is pretty pretty stark how fast all this shit happens is that like this dude literally just can't keep his mouth shut like it it has nothing i mean like 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 not even to say this in a shitty way but like we're gonna get to talking about the shock doctrine in just a second but as a government for pr like for public relations reasons i don't want to accuse up my pr as puerto rico and public relations but like in public relations (laughs) it's so easy to just be like dude this natural disaster happened military's on the ground it's already a socialist institution you just tell those people where to go and they respond and you could do that with you know a social i mean you know that's how socialism works is you tell workers where they're needed and you allocate resources based on where workers are needed but yeah based on need not on profit which is how the fucking military works (laughs) Kind can, of. can work, can, can work, work. At, can in work. very specific instances. That's important. Um, but like, you can just sit back and let it happen. You don't. You don't have to go fight. You know, uh, this this battle. You know, or, or yell at people. Um, you you can just sit back and let the good public relations roll in. You can just go. I mean, you know, all you have to do is be Obama down in Louisiana, shaking shaking hands and walking through the water. Or that. fucking Obama, Obama in Oklahoma mm-hmm. after the 2013 Moore tornado. Like Obama, probably not a fan of Oklahoma. All he did was show up, shake some fucking hands, take some photos with the American flag, leave. Fucking done. Not a problem. Didn't scream at Mary Fallon. Didn't do anything like that. He should have on it. Like honestly, I mean, um, but but you know, it's easy. It's not hard. No. So I want to go through the because I. Like, I think one of the things I like to lean on, especially, is workers' rights, because it is one of the places where, like, no matter what your status is, uh, I talked about immigrants earlier in the show, um, and, like, but no matter what your status is, you can still have workers' rights, and you can still get those workers' rights, because you still have labor that you contribute, uh, unless you're an academic like Carl, which, you know, you don't contribute anything. jerks off and gets state money. Uh, cool. But so here, here's here's Donnie's tweets, and I'm not going to read him in his voice because I would just be screaming, and no one wants to hear that. Uh, the mayor of San Juan, who is very complimentary, only a few days ago, has now been told by Democrats that you must be nasty to Trump. I like that he references himself in the third person because it tells you his kind of mental state. Such poor <laughs> leadership ability by the mayor of San Juan and others in Puerto Rico who are not able to get their workers to help. 
like I, I get that he doesn't know what's going on and that he is a senile elderly racist but like that kind of like rhetoric is so prevalent of like oh these are workers who don't give a shit like no these are people who don't have homes right now it's like yeah they don't have homes they don't have food you like they're waiting for like fucking all day long at like um you know bases set up by the military to distribute things like ice and clean water only to find out at the end of the day after they've waited the whole fucking time that there's none left or all the ice is melted or something. They don't have cell phone reception, so they can't communicate to set the shit up. Like, they're just so devastated that they can't do it. And how are you going to fucking hate on these workers for not showing up to work when they literally can't eat? Well, and I think, I think I, I, uh, there had been a photo, I'm sure you saw it, there had been a photo floating around of a homeless man sitting on a sidewalk, you know, God bless anything will help. And then a uh, like guy from Walmart standing next to him with a silence of like Walmart now hiring. And it's always like, dude, okay. So are you going to feed him? Are you going to give him a shower? Are you going to pay for his meds? Are you going to, you know, help him like give him somewhere he can put his stuff while he like works? Cause like, are you going to give him a good night's sleep? Are you going to like, how are you going to provide the things that you need to be a worker? And like, I get that it's not that, like simple sometimes but like you he still you know you have to have things to be able to work and yeah those things aren't crazy it's just like water and like access to like you know toiletries and shit and like that kind of easy stuff okay so here's i want to get to this next part of donald donald's uh tweets okay they want everything to be done for them those entitled sons of bitches um when it should be a community (laughs) effort the community that is displaced, has no homes, no electricity, no roads, no running water, uh, and no cell phone service. Um, and the community that has been fucking looted by Wall Street for decades. Yeah, yeah. 10,000 federal workers now on island doing a fantastic job. Okay, there's no federal workers on that island. There are military members on that island. But federal workers, like that in and of itself is like a socialist idea just like on its face. Like... When the government is giving people, like, even if they're giving them capital to buy shit, like, they are not generating that capital in, like, a free market sense. It is coming directly from taxes, and is this, like, a state-sponsored institution. So, like, he's like, oh, you know what this needs? These workers suck. Uh, Everybody sucks. They just want things done for them. It should be a community effort. So what are we doing? Enacting socialism. Yeah, and it's a redistribution of wealth. It's like, like in a very specific sense, like the response from me, or at least I think the response we both want to see to something like this is very, you know, in line with the maxim from each according to his ability to each according to his need. You know, and it's like people in Puerto Rico fucking need a ton of shit right now. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't, it should be just hands down, they get it. And, and Donnie T is such a damn capitalist that he, he's like, well, what about Puerto Rico's debt? What about, what are we getting from this, from us giving you these things instead of being like, people are suffering and we should do our best to ameliorate that suffering. Like it, it, we, we have ways to deal with that. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like we've talked about before. It's sometimes it honestly feels like, like these capitalists, it's like they want everyone to pay out of pocket. It's like if, you're, if your house gets hit by a hurricane, like fuck having insurance, they just expect you to be able to go, oh, well, that sucks. Well, here's what... That's oh literally a thing, though. Like, like with uh, there was some Fox and Friends thing about um, 
about single-payer healthcare where they were saying something. One of the guys was like, what do you mean the young people are going to pay into the program, not use it that much, and then the old people are going to have benefits? It's literally insurance. And they're, like, coming out against it these days. Like, it's a thing that's happening with that. No, insurance is not even capitalist. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it... <sighs> It just, and, 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 and like, that is one of the few things that gives me like a little bit of hope for the future is because like right now it, it is so hard because the power is all consolidated behind these kind of, you know, hardcore militarist capitalists. I mean, even, you know, Obama, Bush, Clinton, I mean, you know, Don, Donnie's a, a, a little different in that he's a little, you know, louder and robust and he's a little more fascist, but like, this is something that has been going on for so long. But the thing that gives me a little bit of hope is that, like, we're getting to a point where it's just, like, hyper-inefficient. It's like, once oil stops being, like, you know, like, I, I hear a lot of people, like, talking about, like, data and saying, like, oh, is, you know, what's going to be the next oil? What's going to be the next resource that we can just mine the shit out of until it's fucking worthless? And, like, I hear people looking for that, and I honestly think, like, it's going to be diverse, and there's always going to be things that are more, uh, more and less important. But, like, I think we're going to have to get to a point in the next 100, 150 years where it's like, look, we're going to have to allocate resources. We don't have enough fresh water. We don't really have enough, like, uh, you know, we're going to have to, like, allocate electricity and allocate food, allocate water. Like, we like to pretend, like, the California is not in such an enormous drought that the entire state is on fire, but it is, and it be that way, because it be that way. When it's also, I mean, it's just like, we're, we're getting to this point where, the contradictions of capitalism are so massive that there's like not a good like it really is socialism or barbarism now i mean i think that's what trump represents in a way because trump is very meaningfully like a republican without the gloves on and a democrat without the two gloves democrats wear on right he he's just brutally honest about how this shit works like that's why he mentioned puerto rico's debt He's like, oh, my Wall Street friends are trying to loot you guys, and this hurricane's going to get in the way of it, this recovery. And it's like, because there's no option anymore. It's either, you know, either we have socialism or we descend into this fascist hellscape that Donald Trump, you know, is, is defined by, I think. And Puerto Ricans right now are in the fascist hellscape. I think, I think also, and this is kind of... To tie it into Oklahoma a little bit, like Puerto Rico is about as big as Oklahoma in terms of population, right? It's mm. Like 3.4 million people or something. Puerto mm. Rico's having the same problem Oklahoma's having with massive brain drain because it's just, it's not a good place to live. And like, unlike Oklahoma, Puerto Rico, because of its colonial status, like their minimum wage there is $4.25, right? Like there's, there's no prospects for being there. And shit like this, you know, just makes it worse. Like when Pitcher got hit by a tornado and I think it was 2008, they were finally like, it's just not, you can't be here anymore. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is what in Puerto Rico is what happened to Pitcher, except the 3.4 million people that are marked as the other of American society. And the way I was describing how I feel right now here in Germany, right? They, they grow up speaking Spanish, you know, they're mostly Latinx people. And, and yeah, sure, they're American citizens, but they don't look like it, and they don't sound like it. And so it's, like, one of the worst, most disgusting things that this kind of thing where they can push through these massive capitalist, like, hyper-capitalist reforms and shit on Puerto Rico, where they can fuck Puerto Ricans who are already getting fucked super hard, and then put them between a rock and a hard place of staying in a country, where, staying in a part of the country where it's super expensive to live, and they're getting paid way less than they 
than anyone else is getting paid, or they have to move somewhere where they're immediately marked as different from everybody else. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it's really fucking disgusting how the Trump administration is hand, handling it. And and once again, it's fucking socialism or barbarism, guys. We gotta we gotta make a choice, America. <laughs> I think you've made a choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I decided a long time ago. <laughs> Well, um, to get to the most socialist of all topics, uh, let's discuss taxes. <laughs> taxes. So okay. To be fair, to be fair, in the socialist economy, there wouldn't be taxes because there'd be no more wages, no more money, man. Come I mean, on. yeah, it's that'd be full, full communism, dude. <laughs> Whoo! Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's not have that conversation on the air right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a four and a half hour talk between you and I over whether or not there needs to be like whether or not I need coins and I might be on the side of believing I need coins no, fuck that. For, for, but let's talk about taxes let's talk yeah. about taxes so, we don't need to go into coins yeah so um on Wednesday last week uh Trump administration dropped their new and revised tax plan basically um they failed on Obamacare for the, whatever, fifth time. They've got several more attempts to come because it potentially the, still pro- the problems still exist. There's too much money. They've cut all of the government programs except Obamacare. There's two, and the military, and congressional discretionary spending, and ex- executive discretionary spending, I guess. But, I'm going to get to fucking private planes in a second. But, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they wanted to drop their tax plan, and they're so what what happened to us is since they don't have that money and they need that Obamacare to shrink so that they can cut taxes for the rich um they uh haven't been able to do any of that, so the executive branch just has released a tax plan, and so they propose a tax plan to Congress and then Congress votes on it, and they can amend it. And normally what happens is, is I mean, even under Obama, when, they release, when the executive releases the budget and the tax plan, those are much more political statements than they really are uh, exact policy. Because what ends up happening is it has to go through Congress and all of those things, they, those things don't get rubber stamped because they're in a lot of cases completely illogical and would devastate the country, as we're about to discuss. <laughs> so... um. Never mind. Now I have to cut out this part because I stutter stepped and lost my train of thought. Yeah, I I, I was confused. I was trying to find some median income stats to have in front of me. Okay, good. We're good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. So they they rolled out their tax plan, and lo and behold, uh, it is exactly what everyone thought it was. Trump and uh. Uh, high, uh, high earners, they're going to receive uh, an a income tax like slight increase. Uh, no, no, it's, it's a, actually it's a, a decrease. It's, it's a decrease. It's a decrease. Yeah. And on top of that, they're cutting capital gains taxes. They're eliminating. Um, what are the two that they are eliminating? Uh, is it the real estate tax or is it or it's the estate tax? And. What was the other? Uh, uh, they're, they're eliminating the real estate tax deduction, which is different because you get to deduct on federal taxes. Uh, the real estate taxes you pay in your state, which overwhelmingly affects, like by the numbers, mainly affects uh, richer, more democratic leaning states because those states tend to have 
more progressive tax structures, which means higher real estate taxes. Yeah, and they're um, al- they're also they're also eliminating the estate tax, which um, is the tax on massive estates, uh, which on estates affects- over five point. For $9 million mm-hmm. or higher. Yeah, so that's just a few thousand uber-wealthy families. And they're reluce, relu, uh, they're uh, getting rid of the alternative minimum tax, which is a safety net designed to prevent tax avoidance. So basically it's a bottom of the tax scale for rich people who try and undercut it by you know doing donations and putting it all through shell companies. So they're going to do that. And at the same time, they're going to pretend like they're not increasing taxes uh but who are they increasing taxes on people who make zero to nine thousand dollars a year the poor um no to be fair they're also increasing taxes depending on where they set it since they haven't released an actual tax plan it's more like a tax outline um they might be increasing taxes on people that make 191 650 thousand dollars to 416 thousand seven hundred dollars they might be increasing their taxes by two percent so I'm but, just saying. I'm just saying. But like that, a small uh, sliver of the not even super rich might have barely got. Yeah, and so well, and 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 I think it's an, a bit important because like that's a section of the population that's actually like not massive, but it's not very like it, it is kind of small. Like it's not like most people fall. Uh, wait, what what were the median in, median income um, info you had? Uh, the median income is for everybody, regardless of everything, um, except for the fact that they're full-time workers, is $39,509 uh, a year. And then everybody, including non-full-time workers, the median income is $32,140 a year. Yeah. And so um, basically what that, that... Was, that was in That was in 2005, though. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I'm not finding newer stuff. So. Okay. So, I mean, the tax plan, they're, they're, they're consolidate. What they're basically trying to do is they're trying to consolidate tax brackets. There's a lot of tax brackets and they each have kind of increasing amounts of, uh, uh, per of rates, uh, for the tax, for the income and, um, from 10% to about 40%. And what they're going to do is, is consolidate all those into three tax brackets, 12%, 25%, 35%. So some people are getting tax cuts specifically. The biggest tax cut that anybody's getting is 4.6%, which is yes. what anyone making more than about $418,000 a year is going to get. So, I mean, that's Donald Trump and his kids and the Goldman Sachs execs who wrote this, which uh, there's a great interview by George Stephanopoulos uh, of Gary Cohn, the, uh, one of the Goldman Sachs execs who works in the Trump administration. And, um, ooh, boy, is it great. He, uh, he, he's really treading water with this one because he knows he's just lying. Stephanopoulos just straight up and down asks him if, he's, uh, if he can guarantee that middle-income families won't get a, a, a tax increase and the wealthy won't get a tax cut. And he says, there's always an exception to the rule, meaning that there are only exceptions to the rules. Yeah. Well, and then also, like, Stephanopoulos, like, straight up asks him, he's like, can you promise me the wealthy won't get a tax cut? And then he's like, yes. And then Stephanopoulos is like, well, if you guys had released a tax plan with actual numbers, I could disprove you, like, categorically. But since y'all fucking snakes didn't do that, I guess we can believe you, even though everything your tax plan says says that's bullshit, you fucker. 
Well, I'll, I'll put I'll put that on the subreddit when we put the episode up. That that's it's, fucking insane. It's really good. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a pretty good interview. I was super interested in it. Um, so I want to I I do want to say this though about like about this reducing tax bracket shit, right? Because mm. this always gets sold to us as like making the tax code simpler, and like this is not. Progressive income tax is not a fucking complicated idea, right? It's six. So, it's like it's like six over four or six over three. It's just like it's not that different. Well, it's like it's so straightforward. So how how a progressive income tax works is up to a certain number. Let's say I'm just going to use some random even numbers to make this easy. You, the tax rate on income from zero to ten thousand dollars is zero percent. So you take all that money in pocket. Then let's say the tax rate from ten thousand to fifty thousand dollars is five percent. So you pay 5% on all your income above $10,000 more than $50,000. So that $40,000 chunk. And then let's say tax rate on income from $50,000 to $100,000 is 20%. So once you go over that $50,000 mark, you're paying 20% on that. So if you have if you make $50,000 $50,001 a year, that $1 you pay 20% tax on, that $40,000 from 10 to $50,000 you pay 5% on, and then you don't pay any on the $10,000. That's simply how it works. And mm-hmm. so anytime they say we want to make the tax code simpler by reducing tax brackets, what they mean is they want to reduce the amount of money rich people pay. Yeah. Because the more brackets there are, the higher the amounts are at the top. And the reason it works like that is because the higher up you go, the less you need that money. We, we've talked about this plenty of fucking times before. Like somebody making twenty thousand dollars a year needs every fucking penny of that, and somebody making two hundred thousand dollars a year to fuck right off and lose half of it to taxes and live a fucking dope life without any concerns. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's you know, like you said, it's 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 you can do that progressive taxing, and there's also other ways to you know to to monetize taxes or you know to handle taxes, and I mean, you know, as uh, you know, I think the DSA, some of their platform is, is interesting in how they discuss taxes and tax reform. Um, and I think that those things are really nice, but it's actually been kind of crazy. So this is basically, they're, 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 Gary Cohn and Steve Mnuchin are standing on the Sunday shows, you know, this morning right now, as we're recording, they're, they're probably on Face the Nation and Meet the Press. And they're saying very, very wholeheartedly, they're looking in the camera and they're going, look, there's not going to be any tax cuts for the wealthy. There's no, there's, there's going to be no tax increases for the middle income and lower income families. But that's just a lie. And it's actually set off basically because they are cutting taxes for the wealthy and raising taxes on the, the poor, the most poor individuals, which like the, the way that works is like you actually do end up like basically the government takes the money that they earn and then just, you know, can feed it back into lobbyists through subsidies because that's all that, I mean, you know, when that, that's basically all the government is anymore is like oil companies taking subsidies off them or like farmers getting subsidies in, in certain contexts, but like also like Walmart getting subsidies too. And like, they just move that money back around. And what's crazy is, is that the real the, the, the real estate market now lobbyists are in Washington trying to tell them not to pass this tax code because basically it's too conservative. Like if they raise taxes anymore on the poor and cut them anymore on the wealthy, like the the lobbyists are saying that it could hurt the housing market, raise borrowing costs and increase tax burdens on families in high tax states. So basically they're just like, please, people will not have any money left to spend. Like you're going to destroy the market. Like these capitalists are like literally cannibalizing themselves. 
Yeah, well, and also, if you just look at the fucking numbers they put out, right? Look at the fucking numbers they put out. People making zero to $9,000 are getting a tax increase. That is expressly in the numbers they put out. Like, so anytime any of these people say that, it's just a lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bald-faced lie. It literally... And, and that's the... I mean, I don't like how Americans relate to the housing market in the first place, but it's like they're basically making it harder for you to own... For poor people to own things so that they can extract more rent. Like, yeah. I swear to God, that's why this is a thing in, his, in, in Trump's tax plan, because Trump is a real estate developer. He makes money off rent. And he was probably like, if we, if we cut these benefits for people buying houses and shit, more people will need to be living in rental properties. I can make more money. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it goes to something we've talked about before, and it's just that Donald Trump um, is the epitome of the snake oil salesman. And we're going to come back to that phrase later in the show. But yeah. um, every single promise that he made, the platform he ran on, the platform Steve Bannon pushed, um, it's just been a lie. It's just been a bold-faced lie um, in every way you can imagine it. From We're going to talk about it in a second with the... I guess we talked about it um, right now, um, but I mean, you know, the, so we had Scott, we talked about Scott Pruitt using about $58,000 um, to fly back and forth uh, from Washington to Oklahoma, including, what did you say that flight was that he took? He, he, he took a, a fucking $14,000 charter flight from Tulsa to Guyman. Like, it's a 10-hour drive round trip. Fuck off. Like, fucking drive. Drive. You don't have the time to do that shit? Okay. Fly to Amarillo and drive or something. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. How are you, how are you spending this much money on this shit? Like, it does not cost $14,000 to fly from one part of Oklahoma to another. Yeah. And so, while on one hand, you have them releasing a tax code that is so harsh on the lowest income people... That it is going to force them into not being able to buy, uh, into destroying the housing market and raising borrowing rates and mortgage costs so much that all they can do is rent so that even more of their income is marginalized. And while this is happening, they're saying, oh, we can't fund the government. We have to do this thing. Do it this way. They are still flying in private jets, wasting taxpayer money. Not only that, uh, you, mean, well, you know, Trump's, Trump's staff wasting shitloads of money by making the the, 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 all these people pay so much money to Trump properties. He's just enriching himself. And also, like, like Scott Pruitt is only one example. Because this guy, Tom Price, the head of Health and Human Services, like, he personally, on his tickets, spent something like $52,000, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Scott Pruitt's whole costs were about $58,000. Um, but the whole cost of Tom Price's shit, which he resigned over on Thursday because of how bad it was, was like over a million dollars. Yeah. And he fucking posted some photo, or his wife posted some photo on Instagram of him having used one of these flights to go watch the eclipse. Jeez. Like, these people, these people aren't just looting Puerto Rico. They're looting the government. They're literally looting America. And the people, That is their yeah. platform. Yeah, they're literally just, yeah, stealing money as fast as they can. I mean, you know, so you're talking about it. It's just these guys are just literally got their hands in the sacks of cash and they are just shoving it into their pockets 
as fast as humanly possible. Kind of like what the, the lieutenant governor is doing in Oklahoma. But we're going to get to that in a second, too. <laughs> um, all right. Are you ready to move on for Oklahoma news? Yes. Yes. All right. So for Oklahoma news, we're going to talk about uh, the perfectly gone special session. I'm amazed. I'm not even going to say I'm amazed. It went so flawlessly. They came together. They put together a tax plan that focused on um, incentivizing economic growth by um, directing taxpayer money towards infrastructure projects and building um, infrastructure for green energy. They uh, raised taxes on um, most of the high income earners and, and, and made some taxes on um, also more gross referencing production. the resources of the state. Yeah, oil production and gross production taxes and some some uh, air, airline taxes as well, uh, uh, except that none of those things happened, <laughs> and they quit three days after they tried to uh, do anything. They were literally like, so we've had about two months to work on this shit, guys. Uh, about two months. We, we've known this was coming for about two months since the Supreme Court decision. Really before the Supreme Court decision, because we kind of knew that we did that on content. At least I hope they knew they did that. So they should have known for a long time that this shit was coming, right? And, and they had to stop going. Why? Because it costs like thirty fucking thousand dollars a day to actually have them in the House and the Senate. And they're like, well, because oh, because they're not, they're not going to not get paid. Yeah, they're not going to not get paid. They're going to get their Skrilla. It's just... Are you kidding me? They have to go sit and talk and not get paid thirty dollars an hour. That's no. It's Mark Wayne Mullen doesn't pay taxes. So that he could not get paid his taxes back, okay? Mark Wayne Mullen didn't rescue the princess of small, responsible government from Washington, D.C. But but, but back to actual political analysis. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, So basically, basically the Republicans are still just tied to the cigarette tax. That's all they can think about. That's all they want. They, They just don't talk to me about anything but that. And the Democrats are like, cool, look. We are a minority party here. We don't really have enough to to bargain with. But what we can do is that because you want the cigarette tax and it's already been struck down, you need 75%. So you got to include a couple of us. Not only, no, no, no. Out. So, so it's not just that they're a minority party. They're a strong minority party because Republicans fucked up so bad that they lost 75% supermajority in special elections. Yeah. And the problem yeah. is that they couldn't get their own fucking caucus together enough back during the normal session to pass a legal cigarette tax that now you have to come crawling back to the stronger Democrats and say, why won't you all do this? Because like House Speaker Charles A. McCall has his own dick so far up his own butt that it scrambled his damn brains. Well, so yeah, so basically these Democrats are now able with a little bit of leverage to be able to sit there and say, okay, increase oil and gas production tax. We'll, we'll do half and half. And they are just, they, they are so uninterested in even pursuing that option that they just went home. They just left. Yeah, they just left. And the thing is, the thing is, the whole time Democrats and especially uh, House Minority Leader Scott Inman were saying, hey, um, uh, we're going to have this shit. We know it's coming. Give us some kind of plan. And you all know you have to come to terms with us to pass anything. 
because you can only get about 75% of Republicans in the House and Senate to vote for the cigarette tax. So you know you have to come to us. We're winning elections all the time. You have to come to us. And the whole time, House Republicans basically said, yeah, we have a plan, we have a plan. It turns out their plan was do the exact same shit that they couldn't do constitutionally in the normal session. Yeah. And so we've been joking about this a little bit, but I'm going to get into a little bit of a sadder element of this, uh, just because it's something that, I mean, I guess you and I are probably the only people in Oklahoma who give a shit, except for the people who are losing their jobs. But uh, they, they have not been able to fund the government so much that for this, for this long, that DHS, Department of Human Services, um, is looking at losing up between 3 and 10% of their budget. Um, they've uh this is a uh this is a quote from sherry powell uh spokeswoman for dhs we've cut so many positions we've closed the offices we've consolidated offices now we're down to just programs and services we don't want to cut child welfare services because of all the progress that's been made and i just i always want to juxtapose this because what we are looking at we can talk about the cigarette tax and it just being a tax on the low income but what we are looking at is that they, the rich in Oklahoma are so adverse to paying more taxes on real estate and oil and gas that they're putting children's lives in danger. And not just any children, disabled children and children in poor and low income housing. It's just, and then they, they lean back and go, well, these, the, all these self-entitled kids just want welfare. And so you, it's like, well, you've given them no option. You gave them no education. You gave them no services. You gave them no opportunity. You well, they're fucking kids. They don't have time for this opportunity either. It's like if, if every kid could choose their parents, no kid would be born in fucking poverty. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's not that's not a thing that would happen. And and. That's who they're screwing over so that oil companies can continue to have you know, a historical tax rates in the state of Oklahoma that they, that are be beyond unbelievable in comparison to anywhere else. So I want to, and then, I mean, it, it is, it is. Yeah. I think on one hand, just the beginning, the, I think, I think from a, you know, like a, uh, um, program kind of like a, a, a an idea like spreading idea way, I think that that's a really good juxtaposition is to say like, wow, the wealthy are so greedy that they're killing children is a really good way to do that. But I also want to focus on workers' rights too, because like I said earlier on the show, I think that that's something that both you and I care about a lot. Uh, and I want to read this from, uh, this is from a Public Radio Tulsa uh, article. Um, starting October 30th, uh, end of this month, um, employees at, DH, uh, at the Oklahoma State Department of Health, this is, this is for the Department of Health, not the Department of Human Services. Um, so the Oklahoma Department of Health will have to take an unpaid day off every two weeks unless they make $35,000 a year or less. The health department is also preparing voluntary buyout offers it will present to employees in the coming weeks. Uh, coming off consecutive years of roughly a billion state dollars in state budget shortfalls, state lawmakers cut the health department's budget by 2.8% this year. It, it, is, it is not just that they are doing the... Uh, and then. 
uh, it is not just they are doing this. So besides st dwindling state appropriations, the health department is coming up short because of higher costs to provide services and the loss of federal funds, which make up nearly 60% of this agency's budget. So not only is this a state thing, but whenever Donald Trump says that he's not going to pay certain subsidies to the states for health departments, that's also something that impacts us, especially because our state isn't funding those services. So when the feds pull their money out, we're just double fucked. Like it just, just nowhere further to fall. There's no money left. And we're left at a point where children are underserved, the disabled are underserved, and the sick are underserved. For whose benefit? The wealthy. And, and I mean, even if we accept that, like, we shouldn't be raising these taxes, but very importantly, the show does not accept. Like, those fucking oil companies, tax them to the fucking ground, tax property here so hard that all those people living in the neighborhood around Cashel Hall don't have any fucking money for food anymore. Like, fucking tax the shit out of rich people and rich corporations in this state is our opinion, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's a great source of funding that could at least free up some fucking money, right? Um, and that is the salaries of the people who are working in the Oklahoma so House and Senate, right? There's 149 of them, and they're making all about uh, um, $39,000 a year, right? That's adds up to like $5.8 million. Why don't we fucking spend that money on DHS? Redirect that money, guys. If you actually gave a shit about any of this shit, vote to, you don't have to change anything. Vote to end the money you all make and send it somewhere else, you know? Or, Jesus, you know, just agree to not take, a, not take pay when you go to the special session. Yeah. Or anything. Make any concession at all. Like, I'm willing to have a conversation. Like, that's one of the things, like, I... I really get frustrated a lot because I really have been hyper analyzing my political beliefs in the last six months. And it's part of the reasons why I felt so pulled to do this show is that I've really been working on thinking about how I feel and what's right and what's wrong. And like, that's wrong. Like I'm willing to have a conversation where we can like walk through it, but like, seriously, we're having, we're having to tell doctors who are, sir, who are doing medical procedures to take unpaid days off and that they are preparing to buy them out of their contracts, thus depriving people of medical services, but they can't just, just not get paid for a single day of special session to the point that they're getting like collectively $30,000 a day to run the special session. It's just disgusting. It's insane. Like, it's insane. And, I mean, this is, this is fundamentally the thing. Like, who did this? Don't, the Republicans did this. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of shit to say about Democrats. There are some cool Democrats in Oklahoma. There are some Democrats I don't like in Oklahoma, et cetera, et cetera. But who fucking did this? The Republicans. They are looting the state of Oklahoma. They are looting it, and they are killing poor people and children to do it. Like, if you ever want to fucking tell me that socialism or communism killed some hundred million people in the 20th century or some shit, mother fuck you, if we use that same thing here, then the fucking representatives in the state of Oklahoma are starving one out of every five children in Oklahoma yep. by that same damn standard. They are responsible for the starvation of 20% of the, the, the youth. Before we even yeah. talk about the other funding problems, like the fucking schools, or the fact that Oklahoma's bridges are like literally not safe to drive on, and all this other shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be even just kind of laugh about it and be funny about it, because it's just so depressing. Um, 
and it is just uh, such a shock to have to deal with. Yeah, it's just, and they had two I, months to come up with any plan. Anything. Anything other than just do the exact same thing that was ruled unconstitutional in the normal session. And then session. stare at their hands. Just, oh, we couldn't do it. Oh, then no. Just be like, oh. We, we knew the whole time that they weren't going to agree with us, and I guess we just... Didn't do it anyway, because... We, we, we can't even get our own fucking party to do the thing, the one thing that we think we should do. We can't get enough of our own party to do that. That we're now going to all... lay the blame on the two or three Democrats that won't switch yep, sides. Yep, yep, exactly. That's what I was, that was exactly what I was about to say. The next time every one of these people runs, they're going to go back and go, Man, we had a plan. We were going to raise taxes. We were going to lower taxes on income and raise taxes on, on cigarettes or automobiles or whatever horseshit lie, snake oil spin that they've decided to concoct. And it's like, bruh, do you not see that you could have done so much? Like, it is y'all. Y'all are in power. Y'all are governing. You have every tool at your disposal and you're staring at your hand. And you can't even fucking do it. When you had the super majorities necess necessary for the shit, you couldn't fucking do it. You weak motherfuckers. Like, everybody who listens to this show, call your state senator, call your state house rep, and play me blasting, swearing <laughs> about this shit. Fucking do it. Like, get it automated on your computer. Like, because fuck them. They have yeah. massively failed the state of Oklahoma to the extent that people are gonna fucking die now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of looting the state of Oklahoma... We have an Oklahoma Watch article here. You are, you are not Ta happy about this one either, are you? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not very happy. So Lieutenant Governor Todd Lamb um, runs a nonprofit policy center. Um, you know, it, it, I, 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 what, 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 is, what is the name of it? Ah, Inside Democracy is what? Uh, oh, no, no, no I'm no, sorry. No, that, that, is, that, is, that is incorrect. Yeah, that's the article series. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the article series here. Uh, is it the... Uh, e Foundation. E Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. yeah, it's the E Foundation for Oklahoma. And so they have filed um, some taxes, which have given the journalists uh, the ability to see how much money they've been raising. So Lieutenant Governor Todd Lamb runs this. And so he's raised over $800,000 in Oklahoma. And, is, and like, I just want to note that... like. As a, a private individual raising that money, what he's looking to do is to influence public policy in Oklahoma. But I just want to note before I get into like the problems with that and what all that means, I just want to note that if he'd raised eight hundred thousand dollars and giving it to DHS, that we wouldn't have uh, to cut their cut their uh, employment short. Buy as much. Buy as much. Yeah. 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 Um, but just 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 a note that if he donated that money or used it in the capitalist sense to prop up the prop up the system, he would have done it really well. But instead, he's looking to influence public policy in Oklahoma. Um, and like we talked about, what he really wants to do is run ads. Like what he's doing is running ads, running think pieces, running opinion pieces to make the atmosphere to say, it's the Democrats' fault. It's the poor's fault. It's people on welfare's fault. It's drug addicts' fault. Well, it's even it's, it's not it, our fault. It's it's even a bit more complicated in a sense because it's like you know you it's it's like a policy. It's this group is gonna put out some policy and shit, right? And then he's gonna be like, oh, look at this policy study that says if we cut taxes, then all of a sudden, like 
Ronald Reagan's corpse will be happy, and that's good. And, like, what it doesn't say is that, oh, we're going to cut taxes, and then, like, instead of one in five, it'll be one in four kids in Oklahoma that go hungry every night. Yeah. So it's going to be a way for him during the election as well to say, look, oh, here's this policy stuff that says that my plan is good, even though all it is is a bunch of fucking free market dick bags getting paid to jerk off and then, like, call the, like, cum-stained horseshit excel spreadsheets they make fucking policy yeah yeah and, and yeah so he uh lamb will probably be running for governor to replace mary fallon in uh november of next year um and he's i, I would probably say he's currently the republican party favorite but they're definitely going to primary several other candidates against him um but yeah i mean he's he's essentially using his position in government He's using his position in the community rather than to improve the lives of Oklahomans. He is hoping to improve his own life and the lives of the rich who uh, want to donate to him. Most of the those are mostly business leaders who have been uh, donating to this nonprofit, uh, and a lot of the donors have chosen to remain anonymous thanks to how you know American politics works. We allow private uh, anonymous donations to politicians. Uh, and this is something we were talking about for the show, but this is just, um, not only is, you know, we can talk about the couple other things uh, in this, but uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about too is that this is a great example of, man, we actually need to probably not allow uh, private money to influence elections anymore. And the way we need to do that is by having the state run the election. Yeah, we, I mean, so there are a ton of good examples, just like with healthcare. Um, just like with other systems of government, like parliamentary voting systems, uh, there are tons of great examples. Oh, no, no, that's oppression. Fucking suck my dick, anybody who talks like that. Um, but there are a ton of great examples of how to do publicly funded elections, you know? Let's just throw some horseshit out there, right? Let's say you get two months of election time. Every candidate gets the same amount of money from the government. There's some standards, which we already have in the U.S. for certain kinds of funding and how you get ballot access and shit for regular people. So the Republicans, the Democrats get it. Maybe the libertarians in the state of Oklahoma also would get it, right? Um, and so it's like, okay, you have two months to do it. Any, any shit that looks like it's over the line, you get fucking sued for really intensely and shit like that. People fucking follow rules. People behave appropriately. Elections suddenly become a fair playing field where fucking Todd Lamb can't blow T. Boone Pickens in T. Boone Pickens Stadium for five days straight and then get a shit ton of money to donate so that he can make T. Boone Pickens even richer. Not even, like, really a joke because T. Boone Pickens is one of the major donators. Yeah, and that's why I use him because he's a huge donator for this shit. And it's like, if you don't think this is a problem, like... I genuinely don't understand. I, I, I yeah. I, I don't. It, 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 yeah. It, it is. It is just gotten out of control to a point that it is. Um, it's kind of disgusting. I mean, it's just. It, it you know, it's it, every time, and we're about to get to this. But every time I hear people talk about communism and socialism, it's like, oh, these terrible authoritarian regimes. It's like, bro, just because, like, the authoritarian. The authoritarians employ communism and socialism. It's mostly because it's actually like a more efficient system, and it's just easier to run. And like that's most of the reason they use it. Because if they were capitalists, that would mean that 
they would have to like play these like games like Todd Lamb plays and like T Boone's Pickens plays. And they play these little games and they make it look like they're they're just doing the thing and using their money, but it's all a big circle. They're just feeding themselves. It's no there's just as much system and just as much oppression and authoritarianism. I mean, you know, try and crack you know, that you would have a better time overthrowing the Venezuelan government on your own than you would overthrowing T. Boone Pickett. Yeah. Genuinely. Uh, just in a power sense. And it's just... But... It's just fucking leads, frustrating. Yeah. 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 I think that leads us, though, to our conservative reading list for the week, which uh, I'm pretty excited about. Um, okay. Why don't, you, why don't you take... Yeah, you tell us about this one, buddy. So, I... I don't want to to do any disservice to the Oklahoman editorial board by saying that this conservative reading list is probably the hottest piece of shit I have read in like five years. Um, th- this the Oklahoman editorial board remains my my mortal enemy, but this this is coming from. This woman, Susan Stamper Brown, and it's published in the Tulsa World. And before we get into it, I want to say something that's really, like, it's, she's not a writer for the Tulsa World. This is a syndicated column that gets pushed out to newspapers all around the country, which is just indicative of, of, of the terror of monopoly, monopoly capitalism because this shit gets concentrated. And then you get people like Susan Stamper Brown who have, like, alien worms eating their brains so intensely that I don't think she has eyes anymore. I believe that firmly. Um, um, like, and so the Tulsa world doesn't have the editorial board it used to have, and now it has to publish, like, this steaming piece of diarrhea that is supposedly an editorial piece. But, but now I, I want to get into why this is a problem, right? And quite frankly, if we just read the article out loud, you would understand. <laughs> but we're going to go through it piece yeah. by piece because it's, it, it's mind It is not galactic brain. It is like galactic, galaxy, galactic, galactic brain. I mean, here, this is, this is like, there, you are post-human at this point if you were thinking on the level that she's thinking on right now. Uh, I, I just, I just want to note, um, I hadn't looked at it yet, but I just did. Uh, there is, a, a, um, like, if this is if she is like four galaxy brains inside of each other, there is actually like a squared version of that, which is the comment section underneath <laughs> this story, which is tasty i did not but dude you just you got to read the you got to read the uh headline for this one this is an opinion piece yeah tell us the headline okay okay so we'll start with the headline and then we're i mean we're just gonna go straight through it right um greedy capitalists didn't rape venezuela greedy socialists did and they want to do the same thing to the u.s so good start good start i'm coming for you be afraid um i'm into it um, I, I like the phrase greedy capitalist didn't rape Venezuela. Uh, we're going to come back. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> also, greedy socialists did, and they want to do the same thing to the U.S. Um, also going to come back to that later in the article. Going to be a good time. Going to be a, a, a wild <laughs> ride. Like, this is, this is a wild ride here. This article is fucking oh, spoopy. Man. Okay? It's, it's a top ten. It's real good. Uh, and, and so she starts with a uh, quote from uh, Donnie Cheesebrain's speech to the UN. From the Soviet Union to Cuba, Venezuela, 
wherever socialism or communism has been adopted, it has delivered anguish, devastation, and failure. Those who preach the tenets of these discredited ideologies only contribute to the continued suffering of the people who live under these cruel systems. Now, I, he said I would, with a mouthful of candy. <laughs> I would love to go really into this, but we've already talked about him talking at the UN, and and this is actually intelligent compared to the rest of the article. Okay, um, I never thought I would describe something that Donald Trump said as intelligent, but that's how bad we're talking about. Um, Starts off with some very serious virtue signaling. Uh, a big takeaway from my prior years in ministry is that things aren't always as they seem. Wow. Wow. Groundbreaking revolution. revolution what she's there. actually talking about <laughs> is that her husband, the pastor, was actually a homosexual he, the entire time. <laughs> the sexual pathology of this article is that her husband is now a gay atheist living in San Francisco, and she's mad. Um, just throwing that out there, and the alien worms coming out of her eye holes are something important. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, see, that's the first line she writes, and it's not even the first paragraph, which is two sentences long, and we can't even start to have a problem. Yeah, yeah right? it's, it's all, this is a good one. Yeah. Um, so she finishes out the paragraph. Sometimes people hide dark secrets behind nice smiles and happy faces. Watch I'm out hiding for the dark secret of socialism. <laughs> I am 100%. I have a nice smiley face, and all I actually want to do is gulag people, right? That, that's what I want. No, fuck you. Fuck she off. Just thinks, she just thinks that all socialists are just the Jew meme. <laughs> She's like pulling the mask off. And actually, yeah. that could be true. Like, the people who think like this are normally just rabid anti-Semite. She said she's a Oh, yeah. Like oh yeah maybe maybe anti-Semitic just a bit um uh, now I'm gonna be looking for some anti-Semitic rhetoric God um and so so next one next one next one maybe the the least contentious um here in the U S gobs of sorely misinformed people fantasize about the sky the pie in the sky idea of socialism having no idea all it does is make everyone except those in charge poor and miserable which um. I mean, it's really interesting that she says this after having used a poll quote where Trump mentions Cuba, and, and, and Cuba has better healthcare outcomes than the U.S. So I, I don't really understand how having better healthcare outcomes, a higher literacy um, rate, like excuse me, like they had they the had most... no people, they had they had no deaths during hurricanes, which means that they're aligned with the enemy. Like I don't. I guess maybe they you are actually people, team how global you... warming. <laughs> but it's, it's just like literally, like statistically speaking, factually inaccurate. Um, she doesn't know what statistics are, but she also just don't doesn't know what words are. And we'll, we'll go to that later too. Um, uh, I like this. I like this next part because we we now have a new term for who we are. Um, even so, socialism barkers put on happy oh, faces. Oh, oh. Oh, and try oh, to so oh. <laughs> who let the socialism burgers out that's us that's oh, actually oh, oh. <laughs> can we splice that in <laughs> yeah um but even so socialism barkers put on happy faces and try to sell socialism like snake oil salesmen uh, number one failed poet he's a failed poet two into alliteration there's, there there's 300 s's in that sentence and it, and it sounds like a mouthful of garbage well you know why there's actually all that s's like she says oh snake oil salesman trying to accuse us socialism barkers of being that but it's because she's a fucking snake um that's what's I, like, going might on might actually be a 
a snake person with a mask on. <laughs> and, and alien lizards in her brain. <laughs> um, but, okay, okay, so these next two paragraphs I, are... <laughs> I want to read the next two paragraphs, please. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and then there is President Trump. She's not using Donald anymore. Um, it needs to be asserted. Who told it like it is during his UN General Assembly speech, which will likely go down in history as one for the ages. Nope. No, will no not. No one talks like that. Nope. No one talks like that. Uh, no one. They, they, this is someone <laughs> who thinks that like rock and like, like Jesus rock and roll is cool. It's like, ah, this is a hip song. Man, this is trendy. I, I hate everything. Why, why don't... Trump said <laughs> the problem in Venezuela is not that socialism has been poorly implemented, but that socialism has been faithfully implemented. By a military dictator who was bankrupting the country by using military force. Uh, also, 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 explicitly, anyone who looks at like wage relations or or or, or how the means of production are owned and shit in, in Venezuela says no, it's, it's not. It's not a socialism. It, it's just not. <laughs> you could almost hear all the air being sucked out of the room by horror-struck socialist world leaders face to force, forced to face the truth head-on. Everywhere socialism is implemented, it eventually fails. I, I want... <laughs> like, what she is saying here <laughs> is that, like, fucking Raul Castro was at the UN listening to this? Almost assuredly not. And, and Raul Castro before was like, man, socialism's cool. And then Donald Trump said this, this dumbass line, which if you listen to his fucking speech, literally people laugh at and no one claps when he pauses for applause after, right? But that, the reason they're not doing that is because they're all sitting there and like, damn, I guess I was wrong. Turns out socialism is bad. Trump said so. Like, are you fucking kidding me <laughs> no one there did that look at the fucking photos from that un speech there's like a photo of the zimbabwe delegation and they straight up look like they are about to walk out of the room from the start like no one is yeah. buying this this is not what happened yeah. this is a fan yeah. fiction yeah it it it, it's just amazing because of how just untrue it is. And, like, not only that, but, like, one, like, uh, the, the capitalists like to pretend that they don't, but, like, there's shitloads of socialist institutions across the U.S. Like, if we were actually capitalists, we would be capitalists, and we would live in the capitalist hellscape that, like, we always joke about, where we pay for everything out of pocket. But, like, the fact that we don't pay for everything out of pocket literally means that we're not, like, totally capitalist. I mean, like, the fact that we have public libraries is, like, you can go to a library and get any book you want, and it's free. The fact that we don't have to pay for our roads all the time. Like, we pay a lot for yeah, our roads well, in Oklahoma yeah, because in there's Oklahoma. shitloads of toll roads. Because Oklahoma is a capitalist like, landscape. <laughs> yeah, like, but, like, city streets, like, we don't have to, like, pay every time we want to get on a city street, which, like, she apparently fucking Susan Stamper Brown would love it. But anyway, dude, the, the rest of this article, it gets, oof. I mean, we're just, we're going to go straight. I want to. Yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, Venezuela, the weight loss capital of the world is falling apart. I don't know what that means. I, I just, is it because people this. don't have food? Like, this is bad. I, this is bad <laughs> writing. This is bad writing. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, 
People go there for lipo. I don't get. It. Okay, just move on. I just can't. I just can't. Um. So so let's let's keep going. Socialist policies pick this oil-rich country bone dry. Just repeat what you said earlier. Totally fine. Exactly um, what happened in Oklahoma, except with capitalists. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that because she's gonna try to explain <laughs> why Venezuela doesn't have any money, and she's gonna conveniently leave out the reason why. Um. Yeah. So, so let's go through a bit quickly through here. Former President Hugo Chavez justified stealing businesses from private citizens in the name of spreading the wealth around. Fuck, only... fuck these private citizens. Like, South American capitalists, like, love two things, and it is, like, uh, right-wing death squad Cocaine and fascism. 14-year-old boys. That, that's oh. all they love. Um, also, U.S. CIA backing uh, for right-wing death squads. Um, <laughs> He nationalized just about every industry to supposedly level the playing field and create financial equality. Then he went. Not to. Happy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the? Like what he spent money on was like parks and healthcare. <laughs> Fucking. Well, not happy. even that, but like whatever. Chavez, Chavez <clears throat> did bad shit too. Like, there's no reason to shy away from that. Like, I always hate when people are like, "Oh, so you agree with everything Stalin said?" I'm like, "No, of course I don't." We can criticize. Like, him, I but... don't. Yeah, but like. <clears throat> This isn't what happened. Like, these things that she's describing just, like, didn't he happen. Did, he did not nationalize almost every industry. One of the huge, biggest problems in Venezuela has been that right-wing people own all the media and are just like, Hugo Chavez is literally eating your children. And then they, like, do some, like, bad green screen of Hugo Chavez eating a baby. And then people are like, well, that's bad. Maybe Hugo Chavez is bad. I'm not joking. That's fucking real. I'm sure it is. I will make it if I have to. But that is essentially what was going on. When he was still yeah. alive. Um, so now something something very fun. Um, oh, man, for a short good. while, Venezuelans enjoyed freebies like the single payer health care system that congressional Democrats here in the U.S. want so bad they would probably be willing to sell everything you own to get it if that's what it would take. Pause. Not a, <laughs> sentence. not a sentence. How does she have a job writing and I don't? I know that that's not a sentence. That's like. If if I wrote that sentence in fucking kindergarten, oh my, my teacher God. would be like, what is wrong with you, dude? Did you, how do you have the breath to write that sentence? Not, just incoherent, right? And also, also, if, if this were true that congressional Democrats wanted this fucking single-payer healthcare system, why did we not get it with Obamacare? But she probably doesn't know that that's not what Obamacare is. Also, why did only 15 senators sign up for it? Why? Why? This is, this is just like literally, you idiot, idiot asshole. Yeah. Just, just read numbers. Yeah. Um, let's keep going. We, we got more to power through here, Adam. It's not, it's not over oh, yet. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, the government became Venezuelan's sole provider. Not true. Along with free healthcare, they also received subsidies for energy and food. Literally goes against the thing she said before. If they're providing subsidies, it's not the Venezuelan sole provider because they're subsidizing. That's what it is when somebody it, is buying something and you give them a little bit more to help. Not, not only that, but like, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> like, like it just okay. So they're starving, but they have healthcare, food, and gas. Oh no! Okay. No, she she gets to that point right. Um, oh yeah. Then the healthcare system collapsed and the economy went kaput. Kaput's a real word. Don't even say it isn't. It is. I agree. I agree. It's a real word in German. <laughs> it's not. not in English. Don't use it. It's don't. No, you're a professional writer. You can use words that are better than kaput. Also, why? Like, like why? Like, she implies here that this happened 
because the government is doing all this shit. You know what actually fucking happened? We all know in Oklahoma, we're living through that shit right now. She should know if she's living in fucking Alaska like her bio says she is. The oil market dropped out. There was a point where you couldn't sell oil because the barrels cost more than the oil inside of them. That's what happened. Because it was literally taxes on the capitalist economy of oil production that was doing this. Not socialism. You idiot. And like, not only that, and, but like it's just not it's it's just a non sequitur. It's like it's like we, if you can point to Venezuela and be like, oh, they, you know, even like let's say everything she's saying is true, which it's not. They didn't privatize or they didn't nationalize the oil industry. They didn't nationalize the, you know, honestly, what a big part of this is with Maduro and Chavez is the cocaine industry, and they didn't nationalize. Uh, what well, was the other one? The sugar industry is the one that they have so large in Venezuela. Uh, sure, I don't know. I think, I, I think it's sugarcane. I'm almost positive it's sugarcane. But, like, they didn't nationalize those things. Like, sure, you can nationalize, like, food production. You can nationalize, like, healthcare, And you can nationalize, like, energy subsidies at a certain point. But, like, when you talk about subsidies like that, like, you, like, if, like, does she not give a shit that, like, Walmart is the biggest taker of welfare in the U.S.? Like, they are getting massive subsidies to employ people at, like, less than a living wage. Okay, but we're... And, like... So the thing is, we're going to get to it later in the article uh, about how she just does not know what capitalism or socialism is on a fundamental level. And, and the other thing is, too, going. you can't even if – and to some extent, they did nationalize the oil industry, right? But you make money off oil by selling it to people on the capitalist world market. And so when oil prices drop, like by her logic, the reason Oklahoma is in the fucking shitter right now is because we're too socialist. And – if you listen to this show, you know that's not true. <laughs> um, but let's keep going. Let's keep going. We got to power through this. Um, devoid of basic necessities like food, medications, or even toilet paper, Venezuelans now forage through trash like wild animals and even eat dogs and cats to survive. Important note, rich Venezuelans, though, they, ha- they live with the exact same standard of living they had before. You go look at, like, fucking reporting from rich people Venezuela places. Turns out they literally have not seen a drop in their standard of living. So... It's just poor people that are getting fucked because the rich people haven't had their shit taken from them enough, which is Not socialism. That, like, I, I think just my, my identity and gender politics little ears click when this when on that paragraph because it's just, dude, you're just putting like it's, it's like the, the image she's trying to employ here is that they are wild animals. And like, that's such a racist image. Yeah, it's like, so literally like. Like, literally, you're saying that Venezuelans are animals, and, like, that is so disgusting. Like, I just can't. Like, it's, like, I, just keep going, but just yeah. note that, like, not only is she dumb, uneducated, uh, pushing an ideology that's raping people, but also she's a terrible racist. Yeah, just in inveterate racist. And it's just, it's so low-key that it just almost slips by you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's keep going, let's keep going. All that, while current President Nicolas Maduro and Chavez family members live in the lap of luxury. Problem. Problem a lot of socialists have with Venezuela, actually. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, lady. And um, a problem that, that is not a, a not going on in, in, in Oklahoma or the U.S. right yeah, now. Yeah, totally not an issue. Um, yes, folks, socialism works. You're not describing it, no, so I don't know what you're talking about, lady. You got to read the next sentence. Those two go together. Yes. Except, except it's not, they don't go together because there's a paragraph break here. She literally, for four words, made her own paragraph because she can't make sentences that are impactful enough without doing that. Um, 
And so next sentence. It works for leaders who steal it from the folks at the top, bottom, and middle. What what are they stealing? What is this it? I don't know. Are they stealing socialism? Don't chase anis don't chase antecedents. Like I, I don't I don't get it. I don't know what you're referring to, lady. And also, I'm curious if socialism works so well only for the leaders who are stealing from the folks at the top, bottom, and middle. Where are the leaders? Are they at the top, the bottom, or the middle? Because you've just listed the three places. Um, also, once again, no, they're the super top. Once again, <laughs> they're the over top. They're the top top, the top of the top. Um, sounds a lot like capitalism, actually. Um, but also, once again, people in Cuba, poor people in Cuba, aren't like fucking lining up at free healthcare clinics for like. 10 hours during the summer to have the chance of getting any kind of health care they just have health care like yeah. this is a thing that happens in america that doesn't happen there you, you fucking just jabronis jabroni yes she's she's the er jabroni um all right <clears throat> okay let, let's keep going they'll tell you every time they're doing it to share the wealth true chavez talk socialism talk <laughs> Chavez talked the socialism talk while he was lining his pockets. Problem. Things not he's a, been criticized for. Um, not only is that a terrible sentence, but what did we, like, literally, what did Tom Price resign over, and what is Scott Pruitt being yeah. yelled at for? Literally like, I, just, lining just their own going. pockets. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just keep going. And, like, and also Trump making people pay, like, the government pay for things to go on at, like, Mar-a-Lago and, like, Trump, like, properties. Like, the fuck is that? Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um... So when he died, he left his daughter, Maria Gabriela Chavez, around $4 billion. Miami-based newspaper Diario Las Americas reports. Now, this is important to remember. Whenever stuff is based in Miami, writing about Latin America that criticizes yeah. left-wing people, it's just fascist death squads that have moved to Miami. <laughs> like, that's not it, a joke. It's literally, that's it's literally all the... No, that's... Yeah, it's like all the people that like were chased out of Cuba for being way too crazy. The people who are like, oh, Chavez took away my farm where I owned slaves and he, nas he ended my quasi-slavery. Oh my God, that bastard stole from me. It's like, oh, really? No, fuck you. Um, that, that's, that's those kind of people writing shit. Uh, of course, she, she doesn't know that because she's also a fascist pig. Um, and now we get to the important part, the, the very fun part. Um, <clears throat> Americans should be very leery of Democrat Party politicians. I, they always say Democrat. They don't say Democratic. They just say Democrat Party. It's weird. It's this weird thing on the right. Um, it's, well, they don't want to. I mean, you know why. But... Um. And so we should be leery of Democrat Party politicians whose eyes light up like blowtorches at the mention of child of the childishly romantic idea of socialism. Um, I, I, this is not true that about the Democratic aren't that Party. Bright? Like I don't get any of this. Like, well, like her 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 images are really <laughs> shitty. She doesn't seem like she like it's like, like it really seems like she wrote this and didn't reread it. Like she just made shit up and like. The, the, like, like what she's about to talk about, up, like like blow torches. Who is what? This is just shitty writing. Like I, I would have like, uh, I don't know, just bad writing. Well, but also, anyway, keep going. also, Hillary Clinton won, and pretty convincingly. I, I mean, it was a contested primary, but she won it. You know, and also probably like lied and and definitely affected the outcome illegally and so on. But she did want it, and in one of the debates. Express, explicitly, she was like, I'm a capitalist. I'm not a socialist. I don't like socialism. Capitalism is better than socialism. Like, what fucking party are you talking about, lady? This is not the Democratic Party that anyone knows. Um, so, so let's go into why she might think it is. Um, but she will explain herself. 
Senator Elizabeth Warren is a multimillionaire who lives in a $2 million mansion and is someone who says, I want higher taxes, which implies she wants higher taxes on herself, you dumb fucking God. Um, but then the kicker here, right? Bernie Sanders has three homes, including a $600,000 lake house. He's not in the party. He's literally not a Democrat. You can't say that these Democratic Party politicians whose eyes light up like blowtorches trying to take your money are socialists because he's not one. And he's the only one that Stop says he's a socialist. Stop with your facts. Like, I, I'm, I'm uninterested in your facts. I, I just, I just <laughs> want to listen to things that reinforce my views. Uh, but, but then she, she keeps going. She keeps going, right? Former President Obama is worth tens of millions and rakes in $400,000 per speech from the Wall Street folks he wants rail against. She did not read it through. Literally did not read it Oh, no, it she through. didn't. She didn't. That's, um, that's, that's just a straight-up uh, like spelling error. Also, <laughs> the only people who think President Obama is, a, is like a socialist or a communist are like the people who also think he's a Kenyan. <laughs> um, once again, that's just racism popping up, right? Uh, and then she keeps going. Like Chavez, Democrats tend to blame much of the inequities in the world on capitalism, which is, which is accurate. That's true, I guess. Um, because they're right. Um, greedy capitalists didn't rape Venezuela. Greedy socialists did. No, the oil market raped Venezuela, ma'am. Once again, don't know how you live in an oil state and don't understand that. Um, <laughs> the Economist reports Chavez, quote, expropriated and redistributed wealth to weaken enemies and new allies, end quote, and, quote, undercut the oil wealth that funded Venezuelan socialism, end quote. I don't know why... Chavez is trying to undercut the oil wealth that is funding Venezuelan socialism. That literally doesn't make sense, right? Why would he do that? But yeah. also, um, what is happening when Donald Trump is passing this tax plan that cuts taxes on the rich and raises them on the poor? Like, what is Reaganomics? Exactly this. It's just whenever someone says to do it for poor people, we act like it's this bad thing. And when people say we're doing it for rich people, then suddenly it's just like, well, that's how you're incentivizing spending. Yeah, um, which is. Fake news. Um, then the inevitable happened. Venezuela ran out of other people's money, just like former prime, British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher once did. I'm very glad uh, British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher ran out of life uh, because she, she was one of the most evil people of the 20th century. Um, and that whole, oh, the problem with socialism is that you run out of other people's money. We don't really want money to exist because the law of value is a capitalist thing. Also... Also, the problem is not that Venezuela ran out of other people's money. It's that the oil market crashed. Once again, that is the problem. And guess what? The oil market crashed because we put so much reliance on it because people are trying to literally rape the earth for its resources as yes. fast as humanly possible. And we were like, how do we get more oil out of the ground before the oil market crashes simply because like, green energy is going to be more efficient than it? Like, that's yeah. why this happened. Um, we're almost through, guys. We're almost through. Um, apparently, her wisdom is far too yesteryear for current Prime Minister Theresa May, who issued President Trump a stiff-lipped stiff smackdown for, quote, pursuing protectionism during her UN speech. Protectionism is literally not free market capitalism. The whole point is that you put up barriers to trade in between national economies. That's what protectionism is. Quite Don't literally. Margaret Don't Thatcher was like explain these things. Margaret Thatcher got the UK into the EU to lower protectionist trade barriers. She literally goes from 
literally says that Chief Theresa May forgot the lessons of Margaret Thatcher because she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. She is so dumb that she doesn't have a basic, like, Econ 101 in, like, eighth grade understanding of this shit. And she is getting yeah. paid a shit ton of money to write these columns. She needs to get off the fucking welfare teat of rich people and starve to death. Susan yep. Stamper Brown. Or read a book. Start, stop eating food. Move yep. to Venezuela. Um, we're almost done here. May said protectionism might, quote, undermine support for the forces of liberalism and free trade that have done so much to propel global growth. Literally right there in the quote, proof that Susan Stamper Brown doesn't know what capitalism is. Um, yep. And then she ends it with this. Meanwhile, malnourished Venezuelans are fleeing in droves to escape the death throes of a socialist nightmare. Just but like, not to fucking America, because we don't allow refugees here, goddammit. Also, also, like, the poor people of Venezuela are literally, like, forming up, like, self-protection units to defend themselves against the rich people who come to their neighborhoods and burn down the clinics that Chavez built for them. Like, that's not a joke, that's real on-the-ground reporting from Telesur. Like, the people who are fleeing it are the rich people who are like, oh my god. Maduro is still in power and might force me to stop having so much money so that poor people don't starve anymore. Yeah. Susan Samper oh, Brown, man. Susan Samper Brown, jump in the Pacific and try to swim to Russia. I think she you might selected, be dumb enough to think you could do that. She was selected as one of America's 50 best conservative writers in 2015 and 2016. So uh, the bar is pretty high. Yeah, the bar is so high that if you were to try to limbo under it, you couldn't because it's just on the ground. Literally. Um, <laughs> oh, oh man, that's a that was a good one. We ran pretty long today, but that might be worth it because that was a that hell of an article. That fucking article, and and I mean, once again, this is something I want to say about the problem I have with this article. The Tulsa World should not be publishing fucking editorials from idiot Alaskan people, okay? From disgraced ministers in Alaska, the Tulsa World should be publishing good opinion content from Oklahomans. It's a local newspaper. It publishes this fucking trash, and the fact that this lady is making her life, like, making a living writing stuff that if, if once again, not fit to wipe your ass with, um, yeah. is proof that capitalism is hell. Yep. Yep. Well, hey, uh, why don't you tell everybody the cool new Facebook news? Yeah, so, um, guys, we are debuting our facebook page it's already up and running so you can go find it i'm going to be sending invites out to every single friend i have on facebook um so come give us a like come check us out um and you know uh send invites to your friends especially the conservative person that your uncle works with or something to piss them off yep and then yeah same places as normal you check us out over at twitter at red star over okay uh the subreddit is still our red star over oklahoma that's where we put up the conservative reading list and um it's a cool place to hang out we we normally uh put some you know puts our articles up as we find them and that'll be where um uh we'll, we've got to put up that gary cohn george stephanopoulos interview too because man whoo it's a good one yeah um and then yeah you can listen over at soundcloud and itunes red star over oklahoma and both of those red star over okay at gmail.com for any questions comments complaints criticisms if you want to try and debate us on how we're wrong uh you just let us know uh and we'll let you know how wrong you are because you are wrong um <laughs> and uh tell your friends about us and most importantly rate and review on itunes it's so fucking easy guys you just go on the fucking episode page and you click the five star button that's all you gotta do come on yep 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 and it helps us out so much well hey 
This is a great show. Thanks for sticking with us. It's been a, it's a it's a long one this week, so uh, enjoy the extra fifteen to twenty minutes of it. So uh, you guys have a great week. Bye. Bye.